You're listening to The C3 Show. Welcome to the program, everyone. My name is Joe Bettner. Joining me, as always, Mr. Sean Forster. Oh, you mean we were recording? I thought we already did the podcast. No, that was just like the pre-call, like the oh. the prep, as, as we call in the podcast industry. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. I, uh, I'm running on four hours sleep, but again, it's a great Monday. Uh, uh, What's well, still morning, technically, for but for us, but hey, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood. I, I got a project i'm working on that i'm kind of uh, really uh, really into and um hey it's the week of the draft how about that week of the nfl draft as i mentioned i have uh, i've been looking forward to this draft for quite some time it's probably ou's biggest draft since the 2010 draft with bradford mccoy and williams uh going early as well as jermaine gresham um, would you say it's kind of on that level? I mean, it's not going to be obviously like three Sooners in the top five, but this is still a pretty big one, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, for the most part of having uh, such high-profile guys on an OU team uh, with the with the chance to go in the first three rounds, yeah, it's probably one of the bigger ones that OU's had in some time, definitely. Yeah, it's not going to be that 2010 draft, but it could have been if things had turned out a little differently for some players, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know, like, I don't know if Orlando Brown with his combine performance, if that really would have propelled him into the top five, because I I don't know it, other than maybe Quentin Nelson will go, like, uh, as far as offensive linemen go, I don't know how high um, a lineman will be taken in this draft, but that could have been a guy that could have went first round pretty easy. It, do, it seems like Mark Andrews is slipping a bit because... NFL GMs are realizing, hey, he he doesn't block. He's more of a receiving tight end, which I don't get how that's like a narrative now. Like that's been his mo for a while. But yeah, he'll he'll just become a New England Patriot when they get rid of Gronk. Oh boy, I mean, well, Gronk. I mean, I don't I don't know. I keep up somewhat with NFL rumor news type stuff, but it seems like Gronk is considering not coming back to the to to the league in 2018, which would be very interesting. How that he can, team he can, can shape up. He can tag team with Ronda Rousey in WWE. How's she doing, by the way? I worry about uh, her. Um, her WrestleMania match was actually pretty damn good, considering it was the best match on the card. The rest of the, you know, WrestleMania card was so-so, but her match was perfect. I know she. I mean, I like she has acting chops. She's been in a few things, and I'm sure she can play the the play the role well. I, I don't um, not believe that she can't you know do stuff like that. It's just. I don't know. When I heard that news, I was just like, oh, Ronda Rousey's career is over as far as, I mean, she could obviously go back. Um, She had a really awkward moment on the new Mike Golick show uh, where he kept asking her basically in a roundabout way, like, are you ever going to consider coming back? And she didn't understand the question, but. Hey, um, you you know, I discovered someone actually watched Mike Golick's new show. I didn't watch it. Uh, I love that uh, in 2018, I don't have to watch really any radio show it just clips of the show get put onto my twitter feed and that's a it's a it's a beautiful thing so i don't have to go searching for it oh so but so no they they paid about millions and millions of dollars and laid off multiple employees to give all that money to greenberg jalen rose and uh michelle beetle and nobody's watching the show how about that <laughs> crazy how things work out like that but brilliant no. move espn uh, but no, um, that, that, that's interesting. But uh, NFL draft on Thursday night in Arlington, Texas. 
Um, there was a draft for, there literally was like a, well, a lottery for tickets and, uh, sadly came up short on that end, but I, th- I think the day two and day three tickets were a lot easier to get, um, from what I understand, but, uh, big night on Thursday, Baker Mayfield should be going in the first round. Um, it's, Oh, I, I thought you were going to say he was going to the draft for a second. It's like, Nope, still not going to the draft. No, no, no. Uh, Baker Mayfield should be going pretty high in the first round. There's been a little bit of talk about how, you know, trades and transactions could probably shake up the draft board a bit as far as elite QB prospects go, which is, you know, to be, you know, it's to be expected sometimes, especially with, um, you know, some of these teams shopping top 10 picks. But as we've kind of went through this entire progress, like this pre-draft process, we've been kind of led to believe that it's pretty much anyone, like anyone can be taken anywhere as far as the QBs go, because there's really no consensus. It, feels more and more as we get closer that there is a consensus that not to take any of the fun out of it. uh, But, you know, Sam Darnold is looking more and more like the number one overall pick, which, you know, that's, that's one way to go Cleveland. But um, the, the, the overall consensus is that Darnold will go number one. Mayfield will go number three to the jets, which I'm not personally a huge fan of. I, I, I don't foresee that working out too well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think we're still uh, we're recording this Monday with the first round being Thursday night, which is fo- I mean, Fox has got it this year, right? Like the main like, you know, no, Austin. it's always ESPN NFL Network. The, I, could have swore, the draft? I, thought, I thought Fox has it this year. No, it's it's ESPN I, NFL I, Network. I swore, I thought well, they got doesn't Fox have some exclusive rights to something? I have no clue. I could I could have swore they did, and maybe, maybe I'm, I, I watch mostly. They're doing NFL college sports. game day at the NFL draft. How do you think they're doing that? Well, no, I, I knew that. I know Herb Street's doing something. Like he's become, but like I could have sworn there was something different about like who's who's getting rights to certain things. I don't know. Anyway, the 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 point is is that we have we're recording this Monday. So much could happen from now till Thursday, and trades could happen. Uh, you know, it all depends who needs a quarterback and, uh, who desperately needs one. And you're getting to the point where it's like, uh, the Jets need one, the Giants, um, you know, the Giants are in a spot where how many more years are you going to try to squeeze out of Eli at this point? Uh, you know, you look at like, uh, you know, are the Broncos satisfied with who they got, who they have at the moment? Cause they, um, I mean, with, with, I was going to say with. The Giants, it looks more and more like Saquon Barkley might go there, which would be a lot of fun in a lot of ways. But I feel like if you're going to get a quarterback for the future, the 2019 class is not the one you want to look to. Um, 2018 is, I feel like, a much better field at the moment. Uh, As far as the Broncos go, it seems like they're kind of trying to, they're trying to shop that number five pick after getting Case Keenum this offseason. Arizona um, needs a quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what like teams like Miami and Arizona do because they're a little bit down there. Also, the Chargers might go after. Um, I I think if if some of like what you're talking about as far as trades and transactions go, uh, that there is a possibility that a team like um, the Chargers, the Cardinals, could land someone that probably should go a little bit higher than where those teams are slotted, but. Um, you've got a lot of teams though that kind of need to fill somewhat of a need at, at quarterback. Is um, you, you've got New York, the New York Jets basically trading up, getting getting Indianapolis's 
is, number three pick. Um, is a, is someone going to pull a Chicago like last year and get the Mitch Trubisky of this draft? Is basically what I'm wondering. How is that working out? I honestly don't know. Is is Trubisky the? It's too early to tell. I mean, like you can't really you can't say one way or another. Is like if it worked out. I don't know how much he's played because I, I didn't watch a lot of Chicago last year. <laughs> I don't know if you're huge on the Bears last year, but. No, no, no. I mean, as far as I know, they don't exist in my world. Well, most of the NFC North was interesting considering Rodgers was hurt for most of the season So with, with the Packers. So, yeah, uh, just kind of skimming, like, who has uh, pick, who has picks and everything. You know San Francisco's not taking one because uh, they're all set. They all got um, – <laughs> they basically got Bill Belichick's uh, basically favorite son in a trade that was forced. Uh God, the Raiders are good. You know, Tampa Bay is an interesting case. You know, I guess they're going to keep going with Jameis Winston. I don't see why they wouldn't. But it's like Winston's kind of teetering on whether uh, he uh, he's going to be maybe a solid option. Uh, the Colts are another th- are another uh, interesting pick. It's like, what is the health of Andrew Luck? That's my question. Is Andrew Luck ever going to be back to 100%? And uh, are are they would they would they make a move? Would they? I go don't think sp- they're gonna go. I don't think they're gonna give up too quickly on luck. If they get a quarterback, I would expect it to be later in the rounds. Probably not in the first. I, I'm sure that's what you're saying as well. But um, I mean, Buffalo is another interesting option. Buffalo, you got Pittsburgh. Who Pittsburgh? Hmm. Pittsburgh and New England are kind of in that late first round. Um, you know, they have late first round picks. They've been linked a little bit to uh, to Mason Rudolph, um, and, mm. and so th- that, that could be fun um, if if Mason Rudolph gets to go team up with either Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger. Um, don't uh, don't know, but I mean, New England though they have two first round picks, and that's that kind of is interesting to me as far as their trade with the Rams go. Moving up to number twenty three, they also have the number thirty one pick. Um, but lots of, lots of stuff could happen. Uh, as we mentioned, Mayfield, likely the, the, the first OU sooner off the board going number three, probably the jets is probably what I would call it at. Um, I, there has been a little bit of talk about Orlando Brown still sneaking in late in the first round, maybe, be, you know, probably more so being a day two guy. Um, is that, do you feel like there's any shot of him going around one with all your NFL draft expertise? I yeah, all my NFL draft expertise. I don't know. That's um, it, it, it all depends who desperately needs an offensive lineman who can. And it's got to be a team that says I'm looking at the film and I'm seeing him dominate. I'm not gonna go by combine stuff, even though all these teams take that into consideration. The fact of the matter is, like, I don't care what he did on his pro day. When he showed up in their house. Is like he did not perform well. It's like he, when you go into someone else's house, yeah, you're gonna they're gonna be way more comfortable. It's in their environment, but when you put, take him out, when you take someone out of their own element, that's what the combine is for. And he did not perform well, unfortunately, and I think it cost him a first round. He, he was he was the lock along with Baker to go in the first round for the longest time. It was like, oh yeah, Baker's going first round, and for sure, for sure, Orlando Brown's going first round. Well, I mean, I like, think like a year ago, we probably would have said Orlando's the lock to go in the first round. Baker's maybe a first round guy. Yeah, Baker was still kind of a yeah. It's like if he can prove once again that you know you take away his number one receiver again, 
and basically how how does he do and oh he wins the heisman trophy but yeah it's just uh i don't know like i don't have like a team in specific specific it all depends like there could still be there could be some trades that are in the latter half of the first round no one's talking about that could happen so but uh i think he's a guy you can easily get in round two um mark andrews uh is the other one who dallas cowboy james hannah james hannah retired James Hanna retired. Um, Des how Bryant's gone. You, how, how many more years are you going to get out of Jason Witten? Um, if uh, but Dallas is going to be a lot better next year without Des. Like people need to realize that. Um, and that's not just like a bedlam like rivalry thing, but uh, I, I don't know. Like Dallas would be an interesting fit for him, but like Dallas. Right now, their need is receiver. If they draft him as a receiver, it'd be interesting. But he's not the same. He, I just don't see him with them going that way in the first round. What that what Dallas needs is interior D line and safety help, kind of like OU in recruiting at the moment. <laughs> Your teams are just mirroring each other in that way. Yeah, that's right. They need interior defensive linemen and safeties. That's I've heard a little just- bit of a talk toward the Saints and the Vikings with Mark Andrews. Um, I think I believe that was Todd McShay that said that. Mark um, Andrews would look good in a Vikings uniform. He would he would look great in a Vikings and uniform. And just a Viking uniform in general, like the ones you see at Halloween parties. He would totally pull it off. Do you believe in Kirk Cousins being in Minnesota? Do you like Kirk Cousins at all? I mean, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys who it's like if he's in the right if he's in the right system, yeah, he'll 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 do fine. I, uh, so, so we've been watching the behind the Baker documentary series. It's been released in increments on Facebook. Um, and I enjoyed the part and it was just kind of odd and both kind of funny at the same time that Baker bumped into Kirk cousins at an EA sports event at the, uh, at Super Bowl week, excuse me, um, at Super Bowl weekend. And, uh, he talked about how like he wanted to tell Kirk cousins that he, uh, did like wanted to give him a list of teams, to not go to so that he wouldn't take Baker's spot. So that was interesting. Uh, just B- Baker, like just openly just being like, yeah, I, d- I don't want any of these NFL veteran guys going where I might go, which is understandable. I, I get the impression. I don't know if he's been asked this, but uh, a guy like Mason Rudolph has been asked a lot. How would you feel about backing up an established quarterback? And Mason Rudolph, I think should be thankful whoever drafts him. Um, Baker, on the other hand, I don't think will be as cool with it. Um, if he, if he went to a team, especially if he went to the giants, I don't know how he would take backing up Eli for a season or two or like um, the saints. If he had to back up Drew Brees for yeah, a little bit, I mean, like, I feel like that's, that's the thing though, is like the, a team like the giants, a team like the saints would be so good, uh, for Baker's, uh, Baker Mayfield style of play. Um, but I just thought that was, I thought that was really funny how he, he brought that up. Cause I, I mean, I think like a situation like that, I, I don't really know what, uh, I know Arizona's bringing a new offensive coordinator this year, but him backing up Sam Bradford would be pretty uh, pretty funny, at least for a season until they uh, until he gets injured in week three. It's uh, like, so like an OU fan who like sets up their own customizable NFL roster on Madden and like has like you know basically every OU player imaginable that's active and like it's like I have Sam Bradford is my number one and Baker backing him up and even. I think even video game maker be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? All pixelated on the screen, just like saying, "Put me number one." <laughs> I feel like uh, if you did that, you'd have a hell of a stable of running backs. 
um, if you put all of OU's running back guys, which created quite a stir on the on the on the Twitter sphere. Um, Rivals.com put out their list of like QBU, RBU, wide receiver U, stuff like that. OU topped the list for their running backs, which I mean, OU has a really good contingency of running backs in the NFL right now. Uh, Alabama fans and Florida State fans were not as happy about the list. Um, oh, with, with all of their I, relevant I'm, NFL running backs. I, I'm so sad. Well, the problem with Alabama running backs is because outside of, like, Derrick Henry, who do you have? Eddie Lacy is out of shape half the time. Mark Ingram is a so-so back in the in the league. Yeah, he was a Heisman winner, but you know how many Heisman winners wash out, like, running back? And it, like, just doesn't work out sometimes, guys. But, like, I'm at the point where it's like, okay, DeMarco's your number one. An older Adrian Peterson's your number two because you got to be fair now. Before it before it was reversed, but now in 2018, if you're honest with yourself, Demarcus the best back in the league uh, that came from OU currently playing right now. Um, and then you go like, geez, where do you go there? You got Samaje, you got Joe Mixon. I'd probably put Mixon ahead of P Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I think Mixon's got a chance to to to, to break out and you know do more in Cincinnati. You know now that now that he's had a a year under his belt. Um, God, who am I missing? Like Damian Williams, like he's like he's a role player for the Dolphins. Uh, not Roy Finch. Hey, definitely not Roy Finch. Uh, not a good man. situation. The one thing you don't want to do is get in trouble, and don't get in trouble in Edmond, Roy. They don't play up there. I know. For <laughs> you, you don't play up in Edmond. They don't take kindly to that stuff. So definitely, not. yeah, that was um not 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 good times for Roy Finch. Um. As, uh, as, uh, hopefully he gets his act together. Uh, it was a key part of that big win over Alabama a few years ago. So I'd hate to see bad things happen to good people. Definitely. Uh, but, I mean, Oklahoma, th- th- that was like the only one they were really up for was the RBU. Um, and it, it just kind of makes you think, like, you know, the, the OU has some good offensive linemen. They've had some good wide receivers go to the NFL. But I was some, about to say, offensive line use seems like more like their thing. It, it, it does. There's just so many other schools that have way more guys. Like the the, the Ohio State's and Alabama's of the world. Sure, they, they you know they put in a lot of guys in the NFL. Just in the trenches, at least. Just they have have they have a just in terms it, of numbers. Okay, numbers. Because I was about to say, Trent Williams is consistently rated as the top tackle in the league. I don't believe OU is up for any defensive position use. So right. can, you, you don't say. Can let can <laughs> fill you in on that. But uh, I believe Cal was QBU because of all of their amazing quarterbacks in the league. Um, Aaron Rodgers. All, all one of them. Jer- well, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. Oh, uh, I forget Goff exists because they also he... threw in Davis Webb. Um, so oh get out, oh get out of here with Davis Webb. Um, <laughs> J- Jared Goff was invisible for the longest time because everyone was like, "When's he gonna play? When's he gonna play? When's he gonna play?" And it turns out, you know, there are some quarterbacks that come into the league that you know need time to actually learn how to play in the NFL. Uh, uh, crazy how that works. They don't just walk in and start day one. Yeah. So I I do wonder if that's going to happen with well, getting back to Baker a little bit. If that's going to happen with him, where it it's a situation where listen, 
it's probably best for you if you sit and watch for a little. No, I'm ready to go right now. But he's the type of guy, the last time he stepped on a football field, he lost in double overtime. And he needs to get that bad taste out of his mouth. So I can understand. do it against uh, some third stringers from in a preseason game. That's not he, That's not going to count. And he knows it. He knows that he knows nobody cares about those games. God, Baker Mayfield in preseason football. That's going to be must-see television. Oh, he's going to try and stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna put forth energy into a preseason game. It's going to be great. I'm excited for it. He's, he's going to plant a Buffalo Bills flag at midfield of the Hall of Fame game or oh, something. Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> uh, quick thing. Uh, we, we did not mention uh, Ogbanya Okoronkwo, or as the youths call him, Oboe. Um, where do you do you feel like he's a day two guy? Because I, I know he's been getting a lot of hype uh, as far as just how he's testing. The dude looks like he's put on some like some muscle, which it's we're not far removed from the season, but he looks bigger somehow. Um, that might just be me, but I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think he's got a shot to go late. It just again, it depends who wants to. I don't I don't want to say roll the dice because it feels like they're taking a risk, but. As a first round guy, mm, uh, I mean, I think if I'm gonna if I'm gonna hedge my bets, it's like all those guys are gonna go in the second round. Baker's gonna be a first round guy; he'll be top ten pick minimum, and then Oboe, Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown will all go day two. Is there any chance another guy sneaks into that day two? I someone asked me if Jordan Thomas has any shot just based no, on his testing. No, no, no. Think Jordan- so? If Jordan Thomas is getting drafted, it's sixth or seventh round, I think. I feel like someone's going to draft him, just though, just based on his numbers. I yeah, think. he he will get like if he can sell somebody. Look, I was hurt my senior year. That's why I sucked, and that's why I got. I was hurt. Look at how I tested, and look how I did the previous year. How really good I was. Look at that first half of the Texas game. Don't watch the second half of the 2016 Texas game. Look at the first half, the one where I made the plays. Um, then someone will take him in the sixth or seventh round. But I just don't see, like, I, I think the fact that he tested well is why he'll get drafted. I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like you get a guy that's that quick. You kind of, like, there's going to be a team that's going to be like, well, we we don't want to let this guy slip through our hands. And, I mean, there, I mean, there's obviously been better OU defensive backs that have gone undrafted. Tony Jefferson. Um, but it's just, I, I think his tape's going to kill him a lot. Uh, I still think he gets drafted. Um, any, I mean, I, I know that you know Stephen Parker. I, I don't think he gets drafted. Just you know, sorry, sorry, Stephen, but I, I don't see it happening. Um, he didn't really wow at pro day or anything. Uh, I th- there is one other guy, and I don't know if he'll get drafted or not. But Jeff Bedette's a, a guy that I definitely thinks that gets a, you know an undrafted rookie contract or like a training camp invite or something like that. Uh, just how quick he is is pretty outstanding. His for you know, obviously with the having the the his forty at his pro day, um, a lot of people are gonna you know say it's fake. The haters will say it's fake, but um, I'm interested to see where he goes. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm any really forgetting anyone of note at least. Um, as far as there any other guy you can think of that probably can, maybe could sneak into a seventh round or will for sure get like a undrafted rookie contract. I'm just trying to think who. I mean, I know you, who who's gone like Stephen Parker. Um, I was trying to think who else. Uh, we came super prepared here. Will Johnson. I'm just thinking of all the guys who are just gone, graduated at this point. 
uh, just uh, Emmanuel Beal, Lackawanna Community. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I think that's about it. Those are the guys that I think have a shot. Um, speaking and just like apparently Dan Patrick is citing a source that like the Browns are literally down between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield for the number one pick. What? That's coming it's, from it's, Dan it's, Patrick. It's getting weird. I d- so, I'm sorry. I I don't think that. Oh, I okay, think like, whoever I, takes I Josh Allen, I think whoever takes Josh Allen, I think is going to be super disappointed in a few years. Okay, like here's my problem with Josh Allen. It it has to count for something that not just that he played at Wyoming because that's not fair, but he wasn't even considered the best quarterback at his own conference. Think about that. He wasn't even considered the best. He wasn't like first team All Mountain West. Who was? Uh, I don't, I want to say it was like who who like I think who was number one I think uh uh let's see here I'm gonna look this up real quick like uh by the way we did forget someone somewhat of note uh which would be it. Devonta Lampkin who left early who I think might be a day three guy um just based on his uh his potential I guess. Uh, but just kind of going down the list of... Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. It's like, he's so strong. But, um, yeah, I, I'm... We'll see on that one. I think he'll be an undrafted... Uh, he'll maybe a, a, an undrafted free agent, basically. I, could, I mean, I could see a guy like DJ Ward, Eric Wren. Um, Wren's got a shot, I think. I think, Wren, I think Wren's got a shot. I, I think Will Johnson, like you said, Emmanuel Beal could all get uh, undrafted free agent contracts. Um, don't really see much hope for a guy like a Jeffrey Mead, um, and jo- or, or Jordan Smallwood as nice as those guys are. Um, Dwayne Orso probably not going to, uh, turn any heads, but, um, I mean, okay. Like all Mount what people were picking the Boise state quarterback over Josh Allen for like first team mountain West. So take that for what it's worth anyway. I mean, but I mean, like I was going to say, like it, it I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you know, that's not a great look. Could you could you imagine if Baker wasn't first team all Big Twelve? In like, like just like in general, like he wasn't consensus first team all Big Twelve, and yeah. like he's being considered for like he's being considered for a top five. Uh, now, look, I know that's not end all be all, but like, what are what are people trying to sell? It's like, well, look, he's got an arm. I hate the arm argument i've always hated the arm argument it is so over well in the bit cold weather he can sling it it's just like uh, uh, okay let's could he couldn't he couldn't win though yeah he <laughs> couldn't really win but you know he's got the arm talent it's like like joel clatt like like pretty much pretty much lays it all out there it's like all right all right take off the the police video crap who on the field doesn't have red flags? Who doesn't have what is the Baker's red flag supposedly are his 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 supposed off-field incidents, right? Everything else it's like he's the man on the football field. Donald's got <laughs> I think it's hilarious Baker once again addressed that in the documentary series. They're like he was talking about how Cowherd call him undraftable, like literally on the show. That's all he said. I would, you know what? I know that watching Colin Cowherd for the most part is free or listening to it on radio. I would pay pay-per-view money to see Baker Mayfield on that couch with Christine Leahy on one end. And like, I would pay money to see him to see like a 20 minute interview. You would donate to Cowherd's Patreon for that. Absolutely. 
I would so I want to see that interview. So I'm bad. sure it'll I, happen one day. Why can't it happen this week? <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, That'd be- there, there is one thing I think that's interesting about that kind of thinking more and digesting that Dan Patrick story you just cited uh, is the fact that Rich Eisen recently brought up the fact that the NFL draft is like unwatchable because reporters tip off picks before they're announced on TV. Uh, keep in mind, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, re- and reporters tip off their Heisman vote. Yeah, well, I was going to say, keep in mind, NFL draft ratings are up. They're not down, as opposed to a lot of things in sports right now. This is the most intriguing draft in years, in my opinion. Oh, I mean, like, this is, as far as quarterback talent, I don't know if it's going to be quite on the level of that 004 draft with, with you know, Eli Manning, Roethlisberger. But that's, but that's how far back you had to go, though. Like, everyone knows about that draft, just how, cause how basically how it turned out. But it's like, you basically have three future hall of famers practically you do with Eli and Roethlisberger. Philip rivers is almost a is going to be considered guaranteed. All those guys lost to Jason white for the Heisman. Yeah. Oh God. Don't give me see live on Fox, Troy Aikman, Joel Klatt, the NFL draft. Oh, well I knew like see Thursday Fox and NFL network. Boom. I knew it wasn't crazy. Well, there maybe. it is on my television as we're recording. So, so we're gonna have ESPN, Fox, and NFL Network covering the draft because yes. co- College Game Day is still gonna do their thing. I know that's but happening. I think, like, are they gonna be actually inside? Is that, or do they have to be outside? And the sorry, you can't come in here. Can't sit here. It's Cowboy they, Stadium. There's a lot of room. I'm yeah, a lot of room in the parking lot because that's where College Game Day sets up. I, I would hope they don't set up in the parking lot. Herb Streets is out there all by himself. It's like, so guys, um, the weather has uh, been very um, suboptimal lately. It's been cold. It's been in the 40s, Sean. I don't like it. Yeah, global warming, my ass. <laughs> Stop. We're not Just going go, there. Let's go outside with an aerosol can, aerosol <laughs> can, and like speed this shit up. <laughs> oh God! Hurry up! <laughs> Are you, a, are you a guy that likes to watch the draft all the way through, or do you just kind of wait for the OU picks to happen? Uh, I, I mainly watch to see where... If I know OU guys are going to go fairly high, I'm going to watch. So my, like, uh, my, I, was, I just ask, because like, there, you know, there are people out there that... Uh, that you know, love the draft. I, I my, my freshman year roommate in college is a, is a dude that's like NFL draft weekend's the best weekend of the year, um, just like you know stuff like that. But um, I'm interested to see, man. I, I'll I'll watch the, the first round for sure. Is is I think is must watch television with all the guys that are kind of projected to go. Well, the smartest move the NFL made was uh, isolating the first round by itself as its own night, because that's what people are interested in. And it used to be a two-day thing where they would do the first round. Everybody watched the first round, and then it's like, mm, okay. It's like second, third. Like, I'm going to go now. So it's like, no, you can isolate it. You make it a three-day event, four-day event, whatever, and uh, go about it that way. What I love about the NFL draft, especially when you watch it with, like, when, when you have, like, because people have NFL draft parties. And the thing I love about the NFL draft is, like, you really find out who actually watches college football in your, in your, in your, in your, in your basically your circle of friends. Oh, who the hell is this guy? It's like, you know, he was like two-time All-American Outland Award winner or whatever. So it's like, you know, he can help your crappy offensive line for your... It's like, oh, I wanted the running back or the wide receiver. It's like they, you know, you just, you find out who actually 
watches the sport. You know, there's going to be a guy that like has no clue who Chubb from North Carolina State is. Like, oh, North Carolina State. North Carolina State. No one's ever heard of that team before. You know, Philip Rivers kind of, you know, played for <laughs> NC State, and he's kind of he, he he was good once, I think. You know, just throwing that out there. <laughs> I can uh, I, well, the, the one thing that, uh, and I'm not saying like, oh, the poor NFL rookies. Um, the one thing that does kind of bite, I think, about the NFL draft isolating the first round is I think you're going to see more and more guys like Baker Mayfield not show up for the first round, uh, or at least show up for the draft, like watching it from home. Because I do think there's a little bit of a sense that I think that Baker does go pretty top five, like pretty early. Um, but I think there are going to be some guys that are more tempted to not go because they don't want to be embarrassed. You know, if they don't get picked in the first round and then they have to come back the next day with a different suit or the same suit. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you're, you're going to have a lot of guys rethink that decision. What if Baker, if he knows he's getting picked by the Jets and then you have Goodell go up there and it's like with well, the third pick, the 2018, the New York Jets, do, 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 do. And it's a smash cut to Baker Mayfield inside of like an F-14 and then you hear like the micro the New York Jets select Baker Mayfield, quarterback, University of Oklahoma, and he does a barrel roll and just like, you know, you know, basically does a, you know, does a, does a what's it called? He, you know, you, you're asking uh, the wrong guy for, <laughs> for jargon in this area. Yeah. you write letters with like smoke or whatever, you know, with the planes or whatever. I forget what that's called, but you know, and he just like, but does his logo. In the middle of the air, and then like flies His, uh, off. <laughs> I guess yeah. The, the the bandana was definitely a concerted effort. If if if, if anyone was wondering, his pro day uh, get up looking like you know Johnny you know, Lawrence I, from Cobra Kai. You know, I look at that logo, and the the only thing I can think of is like the uh, Blue Mountain State, you know, uh, you know, commercial for like coming to the school. <laughs> I am a BMer. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm a BMer. That's I'm a, a BMer. Uh, I was gonna say. Might, I just realized that might backfire on Baker all of a sudden. You know, adding that M to the just to his logo from you know behind Baker. Possibly so. I was gonna say. Speaking of fake colleges, um, a new video game, college football video game, is being discussed on the fake internet. News. Fake news. I don't think it's fake news. I think it's real. I think it's real news. Okay, I, I just think that the the, the contents of it are stupid. Content? There's no content. <laughs> you got to create it all. It's like it, the game is basically saying you have to create everything. Screw that. The community is not going to create everything. All, and although, okay, let me let me rephrase that. If the game is actually, first of all, you got to hope the game is actually playable. We should, and we should get some context. We, we should get some context first. Sh- sure. Um, SB Nation put out a story, and I'm sure other places too, uh, reports of a new college football video game coming in 2020. It's not through EA Sports, and it's not going to be NCAA football, but it's going to be a quote-unquote college football video game where you can create teams, fake colleges, um, and you can customize it as best as you want. There's a playoff system, which NCAA 14 doesn't have a playoff system. Well, they were going to put it in until they had to cancel the following year. It, they, the playoff was going to be in the next game till the Ed O'Bannon case happened. Which really so sucks, you, man. If we could have just got that one more year, that one more year, I think everyone thanks would Thanks a lot, Ed O'Bannon, you jerk. Like that, that that game would be played 
I mean, like, Instantly 14 already gets a lot of uh, shelf life now. Like, you can't, like, most sports games, like, go just because there's new ones every year. Like, the the price goes down quite a bit. But with Instantly 14, it goes for, like, 40 bucks used at GameStop. It's uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, you can't just download it from the store for cheaper, <laughs> which is funny. I find that funny. But, like, it is so weird. I play that game on an almost daily basis, and it's still weird, the fact that I still see BCS standings on that thing. So many years later, dang, we're still still BCS standings and not, like, you know, a playoff poll or whatever. But, like, just look. If if you really want a legitimate game like that to come back, you have to wait for the Power Five to get so powerful that they start telling the NCAA what to do, or they break away and form their own league. That, that that's what you got to like when they, and make their own rules. That's basically what you got to hope for. So, I root for the Power Five to dominate and take control of the league and the landscape and make their own thing. That's 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 the only thing you're. That's the only thing that's going to happen. Got because like they're not going to license their names. Out again, they're too scared of the of the lawsuits, the Ed O'Bannon stuff, and just uh, once the college football realizes they're basically a semi-pro league and feeding the NFL, then we'll all be happier. Just gotta just gotta be more self-aware there. Just gotta mm-hmm. be more self-aware. Mm-hmm. So you won't be buying Gridiron Champions. Probably not at the moment. Well, I'm gonna I'm a wait and see type of guy. I'm not supporting. The game looks like trash. As of right now. Does it? I mean, does it look like trash? It looks like a video yeah. game to me. It looks like trash. The, the <laughs> graphics what don't look it, terrible. It looks fake. <laughs> it yeah. looks totally fake. You got the Oklahoma Tech Cyclones. We all know them. Uh, the, the, uh, you see, I, that was even the first one I noticed. The first thing I noticed was the logo for the University of Los Angeles, which is the fake college that Will and Carlton went to in the Fresh Prince. That's how far back I go. Got some... Street cred points for that. That's Fresh right. Prince reference, Sean. Oh, uh, no! Like you a little bit more today, I guess. But no, um, that is a uh, that is something to keep an eye out on for 2020. It's still a long ways away. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a college football video game back once a certain. No, I'm not going there. Anyway, um, uh, but no, uh, the the other thing I wanted to bring up. So with with Dan Patrick saying that the 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 Browns are considering both Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. They might take both of them, Sean. Apparently, the Cleveland Browns, legit this is a legitimate report, have considered this is from the ringer.com. They have considered taking two quarterbacks, one with the number one pick and one with the number four pick. And I honestly want that to happen at this point. So they think they're smart enough where they're gonna try to all right, we got two quarterbacks. Which one do you want and what are you offering? I just, you know, I. If there is a way for them to mess up and be the Browns, I think this is the way to go. I think this is how they should go about it. Okay, so let's pretend they take either of those guys, Josh Allen Baker number one. They probably could get them at one and four. Is the thing if they take Baker number one? Oh, right. Okay, but if you're the Giants, who was like they were gonna probably take Saquon. Do you not take Sam Darnold at that point if you're the Giants? I mean, if if it doesn't matter to the to the Browns because it doesn't see. I mean, if they're really down to Allen and Mayfield, 
Because of all these guys in the top five that are going to get drafted, to I, me, Saquon's I, I, the biggest bust potential. Yeah, well, it's. I think it's only because I think I think Saquon Barkley's a really good running back. He's a really great athlete. I just it's so hard to predict with NFL running backs how they're going to translate to the next level. Um, but I think that. I agree with you. Uh, let me be clear. I agree with you. I think if the Giants, if 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 the Browns were to take Baker Mayfield number one, and you're the Giants and you have a chance at getting Darnold, you take Darnold. I think that Darnold. I I, I don't think that Darnold is. Uh, uh, I, I I don't see why you would take him number one when you've got. I, I think Baker is the best quarterback in this draft, and I followed him a lot a lot closer, obviously, than the other guys. But I think Baker is has proven time and time again that he is the best. Uh, but if Darnold's there at number two, I don't see why you don't try like uh, try to get him. I, I mean, look, I understand Darnold has a lot of the qualifications to be a top tier NFL quarterback, but I can't, like I can't ignore the turnovers. I can't ignore his lack of pro- pocket presence and fumbling the football. Uh, I can't ignore that stuff. It's it's like it's like it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. He was an interception machine. Uh, Watson and still. I mean, he had a he had a decent rookie year. Wasn't, he got hurt. Oh, decent. He barely played. He got hurt. He had some. He had some. He had some moments. Uh, okay, like Billy Sims had some moments. Like I'm going way back on that one. But like he until he until he hurt his knee. But still, yes, Deshaun just... Watson was limited. But he had some moments. It's like I, I, we'll, we'll see. I think it. He, he gets an incomplete on his grade. He's not failing. He gets an incomplete. He has to. He has to come back and finish the course. Uh. Man, I don't know what else to like. Uh, Josh Rosen, like <sighs> Josh Rosen, is just like I don't think anybody really wants to draft Josh Rosen because they think he's a dick, <laughs> and just nobody wants to work with so, him. So, it's funny that like the narrative has shifted to like Baker Mayfield is a dick to Josh Rosen is a dick. Um, that's kind of funny. But Baker Mayfield is a likable dick. There's a difference. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, Josh Rosen is a straight up dick to everybody. Yeah, I mean, did you did you read the, the there's a really good ESPN profile on Josh Rosen pretty recently that was uh kind of explained his his mindset about things which really good read go check it out. Uh, I can't remember who wrote it, but really good stuff from 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 that article, but uh I think as far as I I I don't think that I I think with the teams that are drafting high, I think with Baker, Darnold, I think a team high is going to take Rosen. I don't think he's going to slip that far down the board. Rosen's got kind of a Kylo Ren thing going with him. Like he's going to like, you know, take over. He's going to run the first order and try to take that, take out the rebel Alliance. Just all over my head. Just completely yeah. over my head. Um, That's a star Wars reference. So. I, you know, I, I've, I've questioned, uh, I, I see, I've seen the first six movies, uh, but it was when I was a little kid. I haven't, right. re- I, I didn't rewatch them as an adult. Um, yeah. And I've, you, you didn't see the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. I have not, but I have considered going back and like rewatching them, and then rewatch or and then watching for the first time the new movies because I want to see the new uh, uh, Han Solo movie because Donald uh, Donald Glover's in it. That's the only okay. reason I want to see uh, it. I'm gonna give you some a little bit of advice. Number one, uh, the 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 prequels like episodes one, two, three. Uh, pretend those don't exist and never watch them ever again. <laughs> Um, the Han Solo movie is probably going to end up being total garbage. That's so sad. I would, I would skip that because, uh, you're having a man play Han Solo whose name is not Harrison Ford. 
So um, that's uh, I would skip that movie. How entirely. old is Harrison Ford? He is in his seventies. So and and they're making one more Indiana Jones. Oh, good. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. I'm excited now. I'm but excited. I think that, but like, I think that Han Solo movie is going to be total garbage. And any reason? Um, development hell on the on the set and everything. It took forever just to get it. The movie comes out this year. They didn't get a trailer till like a few months ago, a teaser even. That that tells you right there. Haven't they been pumping out these Star Wars movies like pretty quick though? These new ones. Yeah, but usually there's some sort of promotional material, like at least a year out, hmm. and there wasn't a year out. It was less than six months till we got some sort of trailer, and that was a concern. The guy playing Han Solo apparently can't act. They oh. had to bring in an acting coach to help him get through the movie. So that's like a... You want to talk about red flags of Baker Mayfield? Red flags of the <laughs> Han Solo movie right there. Guy can't act. Ugh. Well, I would not recommend going to Denny's anytime soon if you don't like the, the it's all over the place, the, the promotional material. So Denny's um, loves them some hobbits and Star Wars when it comes to promoting their pancakes. I guess so. They, they love it. You you a Denny's guy? Yeah, I hop. Oh, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm a Denny. Like, I just never get to a high hop ever. I'm ever. a I, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more and more team Denny's. They're, they're kind of my place. There's a I'm, few good breakfast spots, like local ones in Norman, but Denny's is kind of the go-to as far as chains go. I am me. a super, I am a super bird fan of that sandwich for lunch. So it's a good, it's a good sandwich, sourdough bread, turkey. It's very, very good. Gotcha. Um, well, we've uh, we've we've gone off topic pretty pretty well. We um, do that all the time. Someone is complaining right now. One of your buddies is like, "Oh my god, they're not talking about OU football." Well, we can uh, talk about this for a second because I did want to discuss it. Um, OU uh, slipping down the spring game attendance rankings. No. Oh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> no, I saw that uh, they did slip down. Um, Nebraska had like 86,000 for Scott Frost, his debut spring game. Uh, you, know, you know you know what they should do? They should claim UCF's national championship for having the spring game attendance award. That's what they should do. I've been I've been told to stop caring about that, and so I'm going to listen to that advice and to stop caring about that. You, you don't have to live here and see it in person. It's ridiculous. There are cop cars around Winter Park that have that is that are dressed out with like you see it. No, I'm serious. You go to Winter Park down by Full Sail, and there are cop cars that have like painted logos. Let's say UCF 2017 national champions. It is a joke. They unveiled it on their stadium. Like it's re- they made rings. I saw. They keep treating it like it's real, and it's getting concerning. It's uh, it's something. It's um, quite the uh, quite the show. Is it is it good marketing though? I, I I don't I I'm sure Heupel's thrilled about it. It helps his recruiting efforts down here, considering Frost was like a master at what he did. I don't know what Josh is going to do. I have nothing against Josh as a as a as a human being. Or I, I almost him forget player, that Heupel, like, I almost forget that Heupel's there. Because yeah, he, people a lot of people down here forget it too. They still think Scott Frost is here. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I could see that happening, J J Josh Heupel. But uh, they got a new coach. What happened to the old one? Yeah, he he, he took his dream job. He I, went, I, he... I just wonder if Scott Frost has the national championship ring, like in a case somewhere in his office in Nebraska. Oh, you know he does. If he if they, if he got one made up, you, you think he's not going to flash it? Hey, I won a national championship. And Chris, like, you played at Alabama? It's like, no, 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 no. Like, for, like. Then he actually brings out his real championship ring that he won in 1997, not 2017 as a coach, the fake one. He's like, no, 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 I actually won, and I, I beat Tennessee. I was the better quarterback that day, I, as opposed to – I went up against Peyton Manning. He was the better quarterback. <laughs> That's kind of the weird thing, though, about, like, the whole UCF thing is that Scott Frost has actually won a national championship, played for one, and, you know, won one that he would be okay with this. But I, I, I guess whatever you got to do to recruit, you got to do to recruit. It just, I don't know. Someone you tried know, to tell me that, oh, you claimed fake national titles, and that was a fun conversation. Um, okay, what years were they claiming fake national titles? I love oh, that, that's the, No, that's the fun part about Twitter. You don't have to, like, back up your assertions with evidence. You just oh. can say them. Um, well, they can, oh, no, OU, if they wanted to, could claim some questionable like, titles like 17 like <laughs> yeah yeah they like they list these are like base this is what OU does if you go to their site they say this is what we claim this is what other people say we could claim but we're not we're, we're not like pathetic like alabama or ucf or oklahoma state and are retroactively claiming stuff years after the fact when we when oklahoma won a championship the year they celebrated it that year in 1950, they celebrated 1950. Those players actually got to celebrate being champions. Well, that's how I mean, that works. If, if you talk to them, uh, they, there wasn't much celebration. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we're champions. How about that? Like it was a different. Yeah, they, they celebrated differently. Oh, we're champions. That's neat. <laughs> well, I like awesome. so, so for the the story I did on Billy Bessels, where may he rest in peace. <laughs> I talked to one of his teammates. And I said, like, how much did you all care that you won the 1950 national championship? It was like, I think it was brought up in the locker room once. <laughs> it was okay. It was it was fine. <laughs> like, these are men that, like, fought in the war and then came to OU to play football. I think that was the, maybe the year, maybe the year before. Like, the 49 team was the last of the war vets, and 50 was the first, that was, like, the first well, but, team. Like, but a lot of those freshmen, though, like, were playing under these, like, war, like, these right, you know, yeah, veterans. Yeah. And yeah, so just like it was, such, it was such like a there was such a mindset there in like having those kind of guys around you that like and obviously college football is not the sport that it was today that it was in 1950. So that's also something to take into consideration. But yeah, um, so a little little tidbit for you there, as as I like to like to provide. But now. Um, those UCF things, they're, they're, they're awful. I mean, I, I guess for a school like Alabama who claims fake ones, it helps. It helps somewhat. Like, That's what makes it so funny, though, is because it, originally it was the school that was being – the school that was infamous for claiming BS national championships was being, like, narked on by, like, a school claiming a fake national championship. Yeah. College football is so stupid sometimes. It's so entertaining. But, like – it was one thing when they were doing the parade and like now they're just taking it too far. It is a joke now. It has literally become like it's just it's like, well, we got to pretend for we. it's like pretending you. it's like it's having a child and 
going along with the fact that his imaginary friend is real, but you keep going along with it into his teens, into his thirties, and you don't say you don't sit him down. It's like Ryan, Mister Mister Snuggle Bunny is not real. He's not really there. And then you got to put him in a padded room. He gets really uncomfortable and a lot of tears and crying. And got to take the fake national championship away. So when did your parents make you get rid of Mr. Snuggle Bunny, Sean? Do we need it to was, talk about this? My sophomore year in high school was really <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, Is this uh, right before the anime hit and really sunk in for you? That's what saved my life. Dragon Ball Z. It saved me. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Sean. Uh, should be a good week. Um, Oklahoma did, I think, by since we last recorded, did pick up another commit in Jonathan Perkins, a four-star linebacker from uh, San Bernardino, California. You know he's a three-star on other surfaces. Oh, don't say that. Some people will get mad and yell at Ryan Aber. He's a four-star composite guy. There you so, go. <laughs> Gotta be careful. I, I feel like the composite is the way to go. That's just my opinion, but I fair feel... enough. I, I go completely off of rivals because I, I like the rating system better. That's that. Yeah, I, I just like the composite because it's all encompassing. But um, OU right now number one class in 2019, which was funny because there was a story put up on SEC Country um, about Alabama taking the number one spot, and then a four-star defensive back decommitted. So that was kind of hilarious in, in some regard. Uh, but yeah, OU number one right now in April. Um, they're number two in the 2020 class. Um, so get ready for the parade for that one. Um, but recruiting looking good. It seems like there might be some more good news on the horizon. Wink, wink. Um, lots of momentum going on the recruiting front. Where so. I think the next big event is the uh, the barbecue. Uh, this summer, right? That's kind of the next big so thing. So far off, I, I can't even. That's July usually, right? Uh, June or July, yeah, for sure. Champion barbecue. Champion barbecue. That kind of rolls off the tongue. I've never said it out loud because I've never thought I've needed to, but here we are. You think they're going to still have it at Stoops' house, even though he's not the coach? Are you serious? Why wouldn't they? I guess. I mean, does Riley have a mansion somewhere that we're unaware of? I just assume that, like, the, the day that Bob Soups quit, he, like, went home and, like, Lincoln was just, like, taking out, like, a like a measuring tape. He was just like, uh, how big is this doorway? And, like, Bob's just like, I, I don't, what are you doing? And just like, well, I'm, I'm the new head coach. I'm moving in. And that's how I just <laughs> imagine that going. And then, like, Bob Soups has to move out of his house. And then, no, it becomes the odd couple where they put the tape down the middle of the house. Like, this is my stuff. This is my side. This is your side, Lincoln. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I need, a, I need like, a, a show of, like, Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley going out on the recruiting trail, even though, like, Bob doesn't do that anymore. I just think it would be hilarious. Just make it a hilarious sitcom where Bob is confused about Twitter and social media. It's like, I don't know how you use this thing. What do you do? You got to like, what, what, what do the eyes mean again? The, the, like, the biggest joke in the world was when Bob Seuss said that he keeps up with his Twitter account. And the day he retired, no one ever touched that Twitter account again. So <laughs> that was well, the best. To be fair, he keeps up with it, but he doesn't tweet anything. Like he follows people. There, are, Those people do exist. I suppose so, but I just want to like, believe that. I, I would believe that I, I, I would, I'm willing to believe that he follows people he follows, but he just doesn't interact with them. I hate those people. Not a fan. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, 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 uh, 
by the way, I guess we already talked. We, we, we've done a podcast, like two podcasts within a week span. So look at us. I was about to like get into the, like the statue and stuff. Although David Bourne got his statue over the weekend. So I guess there's that. Oh, he um, actually did get a statue. Yeah. But D- David Bourne, it's, it's a little bit odd because like it's a, it's younger David Bourne. It looks like it. Like it looks like younger well, David Bourne. I, I guess we should all be happy that he, he's actually alive to see it, considering yeah. how uh, his last public appearance did not go so well. He was uh he he was drained, Sean. He had a lot to do that week. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, you, you know who's also you know, you know what we haven't mentioned? What's um, that? big congratulations to men's gymnastics on their fourth straight national championship. Yeah, and shame to the women's t- now the, the 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 congratulations to the men's team. Uh, the women's team came in second. Uh, it you took know what's a- funny? I literally turned on the meet and saw the the actual uh, thing the UCLA girl did that actually won them the, yeah, the it, whole thing. It took an incredible, an incredible performance from UCLA to pull that off. Oh, it took a lot, but uh, the men. Four time, four consecutive national championships. Yeah, yeah, that's where Oklahoma University of Oklahoma. That's where Power Rangers come from. Yep, it uh, it helps when there's only sixteen teams in NCAA Division One men's gymnastics. Look, look, look! I I don't want to hear excuses. Okay, if you want to come get some, come get some. <laughs> no, no, I all, all credit to the men's the, what the, what the men's and women's programs both have done is fairly remarkable. Um, the softball team lost a game. Oh no! Um, yeah, they lost to a, a really good uh, Oregon team, which is like uh, that was on the Pac-12 network. So you don't get to watch it if you don't have like <laughs> no one saw su- it. <laughs> super premium cable. So if, if if you didn't see it, it didn't happen, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, uh, softball was like on a 30 game win streak. They the the teams that they've lost to this year is is pretty remarkable. They've lost three games. Sean, can you name the three teams? That they have lost to. Um, Oregon. Um, um, did they? I don't think they lost a. Did they lose a Big Twelve game? I don't think so. No, they have, they're undefeated they're, in Big Twelve play. Okay, they're all at a conference. Um, dang, I like I know last year they lost to Auburn early in the season, but that was last year. Yeah, but that was I, that was last year. I can't. I don't know who did they else they lose to. They lost to another Pac-12 team, Arizona. They, uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's Arizona right. was ranked number twelve at the time, so you know whatever. You will you would never be able to guess the other team they lost to. Um, St. Mary's. I don't know. Boston Who? University. Boston University. Not Boston College, but Boston University. No, not Boston College. Boston University. The Terriers, I believe. Uh, uh, h- half the team must have been sick or something. Well. Yeah, they were at the they were in Las Cruces, uh, New Mexico. Um, they had a they had a little tournament there, and they lost. This was super early in the season. This was February seventeenth. Um, they also tied a game against the like Japan national team in an exhibition. Mm. Take that for what it's worth. Well, I, I'm sure they'll do fine once they get to regionals, super regionals, and eventually the women's college world series. Well, unless they're like the 16th seed in the RPI, which in that case they're going to, you know. I'm sure they'll do just fine when they play at Oklahoma City in June. We'll see. 
I hate the RPI a lot. Uh, but there's not much softball left to be played. I mean, they're, they're, we are very close to the postseason for those that do care. Um, they've got one more home series. I believe it's sold out. All the softball games have been sold out for quite some time. We tried to, we tried to take our dog to the bark at the park, uh, promotion on April 11th. Uh, but we could not get tickets. Like a softball has been completely sold out almost all season. That's um, right. And so our, uh, our poor, our poor little retriever did not get to go play with the other dogs at bark at the park. Um, so he was, he was very disappointed. We would took him to the other dog park, like the actual dog park in Norman, but, um, softball has Texas coming up. They have also got two games against Oklahoma state, one in Norman, one in Stillwater, uh, or excuse me, two games in Norman, one in Stillwater. And then they'll play the big 12 championship in Oklahoma city. Then the regionals happen. Uh, baseball doing pretty, pretty well, honestly. Kyler Murray's going to go in the first round of the MLB draft, apparently. You know, so. we haven't even talked about that or discussed that. The, it's like, a non-issue. The, you really think that, like, it? Like, I'm not even, I'm not, listen, I'm not on the, I'm not on the paranoid side of the tracks on this one. What I'm saying is it's like, it's such a non-issue that we haven't even brought up the idea, the idea that Kyler would, like, not play football this season. Listen, so. I have said this time and time again. Unless there is a Big 12 booster that we don't know about that owns a Major League Baseball team and is going to throw like a blank check at Kyler Murray, I think he's coming back. A Big 12 booster that's not affiliated with Oklahoma. I thought that was the implication. Okay, I was about to say. It's like, so it was like, why would you do that to to our team? We need them to beat West Virginia. Because apparently, like, West Virginia is just going to run away with the conference if they don't have. Like,. To, to, to play devil's advocate, if that were to happen, I would be perfectly fine with Austin Kendall being quarterback. I don't think he'd be as dynamic as Kyler Murray, obviously, but still, like, I don't think the you quarterback get more time position. With yeah, I, I just, I, I don't think the QB position would suffer as much as people think. Um, having said that, I think Kyler's going to win the job, and just the fact that they can do so much more with the playbook with his athleticism. So. I mean, I, I think that the the one concern with like the whole, I think the bigger fear is like, is Austin Kendall going to be here uh, in Norman in 2018? Because if he loses, the, if they name a starter well before the, and maybe not well before the season, but if it happens at the start of fall camp and he just like, nope, I'm going to transfer, I'm going to sit out my year so I can play in 2019. Um, I think that's a real possibility. I don't know if Austin Tanner Kendall, Mordecai, come on down. Well, that's the thing. It's just like I, I wrote about this today on uh, on Oklahoma diehards. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a very tough situation for Oklahoma if Kendall does leave. If he loses the job and then transfers, then you have another situation like 2016 where you have Kyler Murray as your starter, but then you have walk-on Tanner Schaefer and true freshman Tanner Mordecai as your backup options. I would feel okay with Tanner Mordecai at the moment if that were to happen. Like Tanner Mordecai is not like he's he is not a bad like recruit at all. I'm not he's saying not that a, at all. I'm just saying like this is uh, you know he, he it's still a true freshman. You still like if, if you if, sure you still like as far as like you know wanting to uh, be able to contend through a Big Twelve. That's uh, the more and more I look at it, maybe I'm just April overthinking. But the road games OU have are not great. Um, they're they're not favorable in the least bit because you've got West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech, well, Iowa State. Well, okay, like I I think you're, 
you know, again, it, it is it is April. Am I April uh, overthinking right now? I, I don't. I think by the time they, they get to West Virginia, they'll be garbage. Uh, they again, I just don't. <laughs> West Virginia, won't, I don't think they'll be much of a threat at the end of the year. Uh, Iowa State. Yeah, there'll be a little hoopla over that because they won the year before. But I don't think Lincoln Riley is going to like he's going to like, look, we need to go in there and take care of business. There's going to be motivation for that game. Um, TCU. Yeah, sure. Uh, what kind of a TCU team are you going to get this year, though? That's the question. Um, and Texas Tech. I-, I think Texas Tech is like this is the last hurrah for Kingsbury as far as I'm concerned. So, I'm just saying, like, we've seen what happened in, in 2016 with the shootout that happened in Lubbock. I um, don't think that's going to happen again this year. I, do, I don't know. I don't, know. I, I don't think. Like, I think OU's going to surprise people and play actually some pretty somewhat competent defense. They're not going to shut people out, but I think they're going to they're not going to be as abysmal as they've been in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the I guess the, the thing about the the schedule that is good is that they kind of they don't really play any team like great team like back to back weeks because they get a break in between Texas and TCU they get a bye. Um, I mean, at the beginning of the season, you have Florida Atlantic, UCLA, Iowa State to start off with. I think those are all winnable games. Um, but then as you kind of get later into the season with teams like an Oklahoma State, who I have no, I really have no clue if Oklahoma State's going to be good or they not. They don't know who their quarterback is. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, they, they, Mike Gundy has been super liberal with the fact that he's just like, yeah, like Taylor, Taylor Cornelius is our starter right now. And I, I think that's pretty odd, uh, for any football coach to just be like, yeah, he's, he's our starter. Um, oh, so Keandre, God. Keandre Woody is out. I would say Drew Brown is probably the biggest contender for that job, which the thing, the, the other thing about Oklahoma state is, is that Cornelius is a redshirt senior. Brown's a grad transfer. They're going to go through this again next season. So yeah, I uh, the the pokes. Uh, it's not looking good at the moment for him. I, that's the thing. I don't. I don't know if it's it, like. I think it's the, going to be like a four loss season for Oklahoma State. Wow, that that big four. I mean, just in time to install that new video board, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the uh, the the Oklahoma State video board is uh, that that they're going to. It, it, is that even legal? how they mocked it up no i'm serious like is that even legal to have it like literally on the field i have no clue it look it doesn't look good is the thing like i know that they've wanted to and like i am i am all for every college football team trying to add a huge video board it makes for better a better game day experience but my god it looks so bad and like say what you want about oklahoma state i do think the gallagher iba arena like in the background is a nice aesthetic for that ends for the east end zone but it just that video board does not look good there at all. Are they um, try, are they trying to attract Mothra? Is that what they're doing? Well, just like just, I feel like you're gonna have like a dude like running toward that end zone. Like Marquise Brown's gonna be going down eighty yards, and he's just gonna look out of look up at himself, and he's gonna be blinded by all the brightness from the video board because it's so close to the field. I don't know. I I think that's uh I think it's gonna. Like, I honestly think it's going like it might be a safety concern at some point. The goggles they do nothing. Oh, he's gonna have to get special permission from the NCAA to wear their like really cool visors that they have. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to them. So every one of the team has eye shields on, and they all look like they're like Men in Black level, just to, to prevent to prevent from them 
getting neuralized and forgetting who they are. One more thing before we get out of here, because you bring that up. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Jordan brand OU stuff out mm. on the out on the market. We are getting way, like very close to uniforms, new uniforms unveiling. I'm sure they won't be that much different than the new ones, other than the the font will be different. I think. Well, you know what we didn't talk about the last time. Like I, I didn't realize until someone pointed out that like the the helmets they have a thicker block OU. I hate it. Really, you don't like it. I love it. I've always loved the the thin like the paper, the paperclip logo. I I paperclip. That's what it looks like. It's a paperclip logo. Well, I've always thought it looked good because I I just I think you're uh, I don't think you need to stretch out your decal like or not stretch out your decal, but I I just think it, it works better with all that extra extra space. I, I think it jumps off the helmet a lot more. I mean, isn't that kind of like the 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 bring the wood you know the, the bring the wood helmets were kind of like that, right? They they weren't the paperclip. Yeah, I li- I like it. N- not necessarily the bring the woods. I well, mean, no, I'm no, very... no. I'm saying like they didn't they didn't use the thin logos though on those uniforms. Yeah, I I I like the thicker blocker blockier logo. It looks really it looks really good on you know the regular uniform combo. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think most people will really notice the difference. Like, most people are going to be like, oh, cool. I didn't think about it, but it's like, you know, when I really stopped looking, I was like, wow, that just jumps off the helmet more. And, like, there's always been subtle changes over the years to, you know, the uniforms always get tweaked. You know, just like I've been doing a personal project, just going back and watching some older stuff for uh, working on this uh, this uh, video essay thing about the 2000 season, just kind of looking how the... You know, up until 1999, they had like the the old 90s like uh, road uniforms that that read Oklahoma instead of Sooners on the front, and then literally in 2000 they got rid of that. So, uh, it, I, I think we're due for a for a slight main uniform change at this I mean, point. With George Brand, they'll definitely be different, and with like the font, the woodmark, uh, or the, not the woodmark, but just like the official marks will like completely change. Um, with the, with the new Jordan brand, just, I'm not sure how big of a change they're going to take, but the, the, the uniforms will look different next season. That is, yeah. that is guaranteed. I, I find it hilarious that like, usually I'm the anti-uniform guy, the new stuff. And I like the, the, the new uh, logo, not really new, but like just the, the slight change and you hate it. I don't, I, the thing is, I don't mind the logo. I just think they should have kept the helmets the same. That's all I'm I, saying. I mean, yeah, I guess, but again, I just kind of like the way it looks. It, it looks, it, it looks more intimidating and stronger. I'm sure it'll grow on me. Well, that's the thing. I almost would disagree with you in that regard. I I almost think that it, like it looks more. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think of the the correct wording here, but I don't think I just it it becomes uh, a little cartoony at some point. I guess whoa, 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 whoa. I just whoa. think I just think simpler is better. I think if like the the paperclip, you know, whatever you want to call it, but I, I just think it looks good. I think it's very simple, and maybe it's just a minimal thing. Uh, the minimal aesthetic of it is appealing to me, but that's all I'll say on that. God, they've had that logo on that helmet for decades at yeah. this point. Well, it's just like the the uniform is probably due for an update because, like you said, if you kind of look at some of the, the the photos from the early two thousands, like the uniforms are just completely different. Basically, like they they mm-hmm. look a lot different. But 
Um, and obviously they've upgraded the material and have gone to like the new Nike jerseys that, you know, are, you know, just so thin and small, but well, you know, no matter what they change to, you know, Buki is going to look really good in it. Future Heisman Trophy winner. Future Buki. Heisman Trophy winner, Brandon Radley Hiles. Buki Radley Hiles, uh, putting it out there that he's, uh, going to follow in Charles Woodson's footsteps. So, so that means he's going to play receiver and do punt and kick returns. Well, I was going to say like, so it's not, it's not been too long since Jabril Peppers. Cause that was 2016 when he, uh, was a finalist. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Jabril Peppers was a badass. Uh, He's a badass Peppers, player for I Michigan. Mean, you, you've had guys like Manti Teo get up there and Dominic and Sue. You've had some guys that have comp- like defensive guys that have been up for the award. Uh, I, I had someone try to tell me, like I forgot who it was, that like Indomitian Sue was had no chance. I'm like he was. I'm like, dude, he was literally one second away from winning the Heisman. Oh, like, I, I she, mean, I agree with you, man. I yeah, like if Nebraska wins that 09 Big Twelve Championship game, Indomitian Sue is winning the Heisman. <laughs> I still would say he probably deserved the Heisman that year. Yeah. So that's just uh, that was uh, the Mark Ingram's year, I think. Yeah, that was Mark Ingram had the great second half against Florida. I but. Look, Still, like Ingram was a good running back. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think when it de- when a defensive lineman um, wins the Outland, granted, it's granted they're up for it, but it's like usually that goes to offensive lineman. But like when a defensive lineman wins the Outland, you know you're good. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like. Uh, did who? Won, or do you know who won the Maxwell that year? Uh, that's a good question. We can always uh, do a quick uh, Google quick little search. Google search, little Google searcher. But yeah, no, I I think that Buki. Uh, I I don't think I, I I would not put any money on him to to win. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Okay. Um, I would not put any money for Buki to win it. Uh, but the hype is real. The hype is very real. I am. It uh, is. Excited. It is very real, and um, he. he it's like he's getting Tony Jefferson hype, but like five times that. Yeah, it is. Uh, because Tony Jefferson and Kenny Stills got legitimate hype like in 2010. Yeah. And uh, they, they, for the most part, lived up to it. I, I mean, I was going to say, like, it, it's it's not a bad thing to get some love for the defensive guys that are coming in. Um, it's, a, it's a really good thing. So I, I'm, I'm just excited that, like, I know we're kind of like stretching the show at this point. I'm just excited the fact that OU is going to have like a combination of like experienced like D linemen along with some hotshot freshmen they can rotate in. I just think it's a recipe for success at this point. Like they they got a shot to you know they got a shot to overcome Mike. Like the the, the talent is going to supersede you know Mike Stoops finally. For I'm going to say years. this. On, I'm going to say this for the record. I don't think Mike Stoops is the problem. Uh. It was the talent. I really think talent is the main issue. Like they just didn't have like, like what he was trying to do. He did not have enough guys or depth to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I, I think that I think we're going to start seeing a different OU defense within the coming years. The talent, the, the way they're recruiting is it, it has them on the right track. I'll put it that way. So they, um, they just need safety and interior defensive linemen. And once they get that, uh, more consistently, then you're going to see a lot better. You're going to see a lot more three and outs yep. down the road. So for sure, uh, Sean, always good talking to you. Um, we uh, will be back next week to recap the 2018 NFL draft. Maybe have some more news pop up here and there. 
But until then, you can always listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Uh, and uh, until then, you can also follow us on Twitter. Um, follow Sean at O-N-I-K-U-N-O. That is Onikuno. You can also follow me at by Joe Bettner. So until next week, for Sean Forrester, my name is Joe Bettner, and y'all have a good one. Later.